The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Tomlin with you standing in for um, Anton today. If you want to get in touch, 53106. We mentioned at the beginning of the show today marks the 10th anniversary of the great Maeve Binchy's passing. From her columns in the Irish Times to her beloved best-selling books to the blockbuster Hollywood adaptations of her novels, Maeve is one of the most astounding literary chroniclers of the 20th century Ireland and she was great fun too. To pay tribute to Maeve, I'm delighted to be joined by authors Patricia Scanlon on the phone. Patricia, hi, how are you? Hi, Tom. Good morning. Good, lovely to talk and to you. Wet and windy day from Wicklow. Wet and windy <laughs> in Wicklow, my words. And uh, Henrietta <laughs> McCurvy is with us in studio. Is also the programmer of Echoes in Dockey, the literary festival with Maeve Binchy at its heart. Henrietta, how are you? Good, thank you. I yes. presume the two of you know each other. We have met through Echoes. Yes. Through Echoes, of course. We yes. We, we, yes, we had a great day. Um, yeah. It was a lovely event to go to. I think myself and Sheila were doing it that day. That's Sheila right. Flanagan. Yes, that was yeah. it. Yeah, it's um, always a fantastic festival and it's so full of people who just loved Maeve and want to hear about her yeah. work as well as meet other Irish writers and hear about their work. Patricia, we were talking about her at the start of the show and a thing that was really coming strongly across to me just from articles today and papers and what people are saying is she's still very warmly remembered, isn't she? Oh, it's, it's very hard to believe Maeve is actually gone because she's such a vibrant presence in the writing community. And uh, you rarely have a conversation, even if you're doing a signing or or uh, meeting um, people who are buying your books, that Maeve's name wouldn't come up. Um, and you don't even have to say, they just say Maeve, and everybody knows when you say Maeve, everybody knows who you're talking about. Um, she was a, a towering figure and a very inspirational figure in, in all of our lives. Was that very unique? Was she like one of the first people? Because she seemed very welcoming to other authors and encouraging to everyone. Lovely. Well, the first time I met Maeve um, was in 1989. And uh, there was a talk on in Coolock Library. She was giving a talk to a small writers group. And I was working in Ballymun Library at the time. And I took the afternoon off to go over to because I was just so in awe. And uh, that Maeve Binchy was coming to the library. Because like she was an international best-selling author and I used to follow her book tours in the bookseller and, you know, really wanted to be a writer. And um, I, I couldn't believe that she was going to, I was actually going to see her in the flesh. And so I went over to, to the library and uh, it was a small group and we had a great chat with her. She was just so matter-of-fact and welcoming and we thought she'd be kind of a big standout. You know, I'm the great author, but it was nothing like that. And she was so funny and wise and I just remember so much laughter. And I had got accepted, the City Girl had got accepted to be published and was coming out the following spring. And um, so at the end, and I was really shy, I went up and I said, "Um, excuse me, Maeve, um, I just wanted to tell you I've got a book uh, coming out and going to be published. Um, I was wondering, had you any advice? And she said, that's marvellous. That's absolutely... And she was really genuinely delighted. And then she looked at me and she got stern and she said, have you got an agent? Uh, and I said, no, I'm trying to get... It was very hard. It's still very hard to get an agent. And she said, well, choosing an agent is like choosing a husband. Difficult and individual. And I'm giving you the name of three. <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I just there and then I said to myself, if I can ever help another author coming up behind me the way Maeve has helped me, I certainly will. You know, she just set the bar very high. 
Yes. Um, and that and is the any, thing that I'm picking up that 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 I mean, yeah. there's, there's kind of two things for legacy. There's her writing legacy, but that warmth and that extending the hand of kindness to people coming up after. That's a huge part of what's living on, isn't it? Yeah. And like it was very brisk, very no nonsense. And like really? when you meet major events and things, you know, I mean, she was great fun, but like there was no nonsense out of Maeve. And um, as well, you know, you have this very kind person, but you have this very astute person and very shrewd person. Right. And, you know, and are you getting paid your royalties? And, oh, you know, good. very good. Yeah. Good. Um, but she kept in touch. We kept in touch. That was the start of our friendship. And then we'd always send each other our books when they came out. And she'd always send me a lovely note afterwards. Oh, wow. And she'd read. Yeah. And she, I, she's inscribed some of them really beautifully from one writer to another with love and admiration. You oh, know, really, that's so really special. Special, isn't it? God. Yeah. yeah. H- Henrietta, we look back at her work now. I mentioned the legacy of her work. What do you think was it about it that connected with so many people? Because the figures, the sales are remarkable. I know, it's incredible, isn't it? And she's still being translated now. I mean, all her books came out in Korean for the first time a couple of years ago. Um, I think there's a huge amount of it is empathy. They're believable characters. You know, as she said herself, she didn't have... Um, ugly ducklings turning into beautiful swans. They turned into happy, contented ducks. So it was about being content with your life, you know, doing the things for yourself the best you possibly could. And people really connected with that. And there was a lot of empathy, a lot of humour, like readers love humour, a lot of just warmth and kindness. I think it, it always felt like she was her. You weren't getting a version of her in the book, in fiction and in the journalism, you were actually getting the real her speaking to you. And that connected with so many people. There were there were talks, you say it, it isn't King Lear. If you're in an airport and you want to buy a book, it's probably my book you go for because it's, it's easy and enjoyable to read. Absolutely, you sooner have on the plane with you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Shakespeare and Maeve Binchy. Yeah. Uh, the story about her dad, that, that she was writing letters to him. That's right, yes. She was, she was teaching in a school and parents in gratitude sent her off to a kibbutz for the summer. They paid her fare and she sent letters home to her dad and he thought they were so good he cut off the dear daddy bit at the top and sent them into a newspaper for publication. I mean, what an amazing start. And, and, and there was almost instant success then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and a bidding fact, war in the first book. That's right, yes. For the um, the paperback rights was the highest ever sales for paperback rights at the time for Light a Penny Candle in 1982. How fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Patricia, we were talking about the friendship she had with people. She There was talk, she used to have an open house for people. <laughs> she She used to say that, you know, writing was so solitary. And uh, she decided um, one year that she was going to have a big office party for writers and uh, people in the publishing world and her journalist friends. And uh, so Sheila and I and Cathy and Marion were invited. And um, Sheila and I went over on the dirt and we were very excited. And she was just so warm and welcoming. And the food was a bit delayed, but the drink was coming around. Very generously, you know, and so by the time the food came, we were all tipsy, and uh, it was like it was just such a buzz, and it was great to meet everybody, and you got over your shyness, and you're all very quickly like all these names, all these journalists, all these other writers, and um, and it was a great party. And then I remember Sheila and myself a tottering home and we got on the, and the dart wasn't uh, long out either. I think it might have been my first or second time on the dart. Anyway, we tottered onto the train and we were sitting laughing saying what a great party it was. And then I looked and I said, I think that's the sugar loaf. 
Uh, oh, we, no. <laughs> we were having a break. <laughs> so we changed. We had to get off and cross over the next third station and cross over and get the one to Dublin. Uh, so we still That's a sign of a good party, though, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> it was a great would party. She, would she have to usher you out? Would there be a, a time? Because it was her home. So I presume there'll be a moment. It was her, and do you know what? It was her home and everywhere was open and she sent us up to have a look at her office. Um, it was just—it's like being in your 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 grandmother's in a way, you know. It was—it was just so homely and friendly. And no, we left. I mean, there was. She didn't no have to ring a bell left. or anything to get you to leave. <laughs> well, we kind of felt we should. We wanted—we needed to get our dark. Yeah, you had a wrong dark to get. <laughs> yeah. But no, there was still, no, there was people people saying goodbye, you know. And uh, she gave me a hug and she said to me, "You are lovely." She said, and I thought that was really nice. Oh, it's so nice. Um, yeah, yeah. You but, would treasure um, those things forever, wouldn't you? Treasure, you really would. And I just treasure all her notes. But, you know, I mean, I did a programme there on our last year. We did a, a series called um, On the Shoulders of Giants. And it was so lovely to talk to her old, that we talked to her oldest friend, a lady that went to school with her. And the memories that she had and that how she was always kind of looking out for for the other ones and um, would stand up for people, you know, and that was very much made. Wow, and so, then, such a warm and then, person. Yeah, Felicity Hayes McCoy, she was one of her pupils and Miss Binchy was quite strict and you had to have your homework done. Uh, and it was strange to hear her called Miss Binchy because we forget she was a teacher. Yes. Uh, for for a uh, uh, good few years. And so anyway, Felicity was in London and uh, they were at um, a show. And who was in the foyer? Only Maeve. And they said, oh, Miss Binchy and Maeve sang Felicity. And uh, Felicity was getting a book published. And Felicity stay, was friends with her all her life and uh, was very close to her at the end as well. And she said she remembered visiting her and poor Maeve had such bad arthritis yes. in her hands, but she wasn't letting her stop. Uh, she couldn't use her thumbs, but she wasn't letting Maeve, uh, Maeve wasn't letting her stop right. doing her writing, she, you know. And she wouldn't let anybody... Yeah, yeah, and she you know. did suffer a lot of pain. You know, you had no kind of... You'd yeah. see it in her face sometimes at an event. Uh, just... Um, uh, just wondering, uh, people tuning in and, and wondering what to read, Henrietta, if you were pointing them in the direction of something to read today, what would it be? Well, my personal favourites are, there's a book called Maeve's Times, um, which was published after she died and it's a collection of her journalism through the decades. And it is funny and moving and it, it's wonderful. It, and it also shows how much of a social chronicler she was yeah. in terms of how she highlighted issues, particularly in relation to women's lives. And the, to her two first books of short stories, Central Line and Victoria Line, I absolutely love as well. Right. Uh, Patricia, what would you recommend to people? I was just going to say about the books of short stories. Right. And they're always linked to something. I love short stories um, because the depth in them. Uh, and also, I mean, her piece about um, Princess Margaret's wedding caused ructions. It was very funny. She didn't pull but any punches I, there. But it was just kind of, it was wry Irish wit, you know, and the English didn't get it. But uh, what I, I, I did love Circle of Friends. I loved Benny. I think Benny was the nearest to her. Circle of Friends is a great read. Great. Well, hopefully lots of people will be reading her books again and uh, I'd be fascinated to see how they feel they're, they're, they're 
holding up over time and well like that's like Kate Bush she's a whole new generation of fans absolutely yeah. have was, you ever heard of Maeve Pinchy people will say yes yeah, you yeah. know Maeve don't you be like yes we yes, know Maeve absolutely <laughs> Henry Adam McCurry thank you very much indeed lovely talking to you and Patricia thank you very much as well thank you um, Patricia Scanlon there author on the phone The Anton Savage Show Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.